Romantic notes, hand-holding, squeezing some tush, whatever. Wow, squeezing, grab ass, as we like to call it in the hey, you know it world. (laughs) Anything that creates a romantic moment. And nothing says romance like a handful of ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says romance. Like grabbing. Like like grab ass, yeah. A cheek grab. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Surprise! It's a Gregisode, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gregisode. Yeah, so... So you've never heard the term Gregisode before. Neither did we. Yeah, because it's never happened before. There's never been a Gregisode before. But Greg Zenon is my husband. He's been on the show twice as a guest. He frequently and sometimes quite aggressively sends us mail. Yes. Greg is always good for sending emails with articles. And I thank him every time, except... For the past couple of months. <laughs> yeah. We've been really busy. Our, our recording schedule has been such that we're doing things ahead of time, and we have left out all of the Greg segments. But now, or yes. the Gregments? Yes. We have <laughs> taken all of Greg's emails yeah. and the articles that he has sent, and yep. we combined them all into one, one epic episode called The Gregisode. The Gregisode. So, all right. Here we go. So thank you, Greg, for sending them. I'm sorry to, uh, if it seems that I ignored you, I did not ignore mm. you. I, I did, but... <laughs> now no. now we're giving you a... You no, know, this is all about Greg. And we're giving you a shine. Yes. So this was something that we got from Greg. Okay. <laughs> as all of the, the items will be. Man says someone broke into his home, cleaned his bathroom and bedrooms. What? So this was a, a Massachusetts father was shaken when he returned from work and saw that a door he typically leaves open was closed. And it says was closed shut. I love that. Closed, closed shut. shut. It's closed. It's closed shut. Shut. Mm-hmm. Mass. <laughs> okay. uh, inside his house, he smelled chemicals and knew someone had broken in. Um, except he learned that the stranger who entered his house didn't steal anything, and the guy actually cleaned it. So it seems like what happened is someone hired a professional cleaning service. Yeah. Um, and for Not the, the property next door or, you know, a uh. property elsewhere. But this guy forgot to lock his back door that day. So I'm the the cleaning person showed up probably couldn't get in the front was like are you kidding me oh, I'll go around you the know back. I'm gonna do this gig anyway I'm professional I'll go around the I'll back. go around the back oh. Oh. went around the back got in and the guy said he walks in and he's freaked out the place is clean uh-huh. so then immediately he goes to his son's room also clean he started to to get a feeling that nothing nefarious had happened when he went to the bathroom and there were toilet paper flowers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, to yeah. show that like it's been cleaned. Yeah, yeah. The, the toilet rose. Yeah, right. as I like to call it. Um, and then like the folded, the, the end of the toilet paper that's folded, which I like. Yeah. It just lets you know that you know someone has done a thorough cleaning job in the place. He inspected the entire house and found every room had been cleaned except for the kitchen. So I don't know if the cleaner was like, you know what, too much. Too far. Yeah, uh, it was only two hours. Uh, yeah, this it was only two could, hours. That's all I could do. Like I'm supposed to clean this place in two hours. Um, his his five-year-old son's room was immaculately cleaned. Stuffed animals had been cleaned, placed nicely around oh, wow. the room. Uh, and then, yeah, the toilet paper in the shape of a rose. So he called the police. And I'm sure the police were like, uh-huh, sure, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, police confirmed to the CBS Boston that Roman called them reporting a break-in. Um, and after speaking with neighbors who claimed they saw nothing suspicious, there are no suspects. So they never found out what the, what, who, who the cleaner the was. was I'm sure Usually that cleaner was a card or something. Or? It, I'm, I'm guessing it was an agency, mm. and maybe the person, maybe the person didn't get to the kitchen because they were just like cleaning, cleaning, and they were like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> like let me re- let me check my schedule again." Oh snap! Oh my god! And they like quickly ran off. Yeah, to the other right because place a lot of people leave the kitchen last. Yeah. You know, for the cleaning. Because that's usually the most stuff that you have to do, and you're going to do everything, and then, you know, put everything away, and then you're done. Yeah. So, I'm, the person probably got in there, started cleaning, and then was like, oh, man, again? Yeah. Seriously, well, Ted? I thought, well, I was thinking, you know, something more sinister than that, that there is a person has some kind of, like, fetish for cleaning, and is breaking in and cleaning. Is a cat burglar kind of cleaner? Or they come in to, like, chop up the body, <laughs> and then clean but the whole clean place. clean up afterwards. 
especially that they go in there do something weird. Yeah, do something weird and then clean it. And then clean it. So and it's crime related. So But their kink is they leave the kitchen dirty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the toilet rose murderer. Like, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, but what if they, they kill somebody and then they have to chop them up in your in your tub? Oh, and, and then, then they, they clean, clean it. The and then they clean the whole place to cover like just like why is just the bathroom clean? Who broke in here to clean this bathroom? But again, why? they don't do kitchens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's too far. Yeah, <laughs> like they just don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that the the final quote in the article, uh, the guy's name was Roman, and he says, "I wish someone would come clean." Pun yeah. included. So I think that's interesting. I, I think that would be a weird situation. I mean, I, I have we have someone who occasionally cleans our apartment, so I wouldn't be freaked out by that. But what would you do if you came home one day? And your apartment was spotless. I mean, your apartment's usually already clean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's say you you ran out the door, you left some dishes in the sink. Um, doesn't you know, happen. You, yeah, it doesn't happen ever. You didn't make the bed. I know you would always make the bed. Uh, my bed's always made. Uh, toilet seats up. I don't know why that would be happening. No, this is <laughs> no what I've what I have noticed when I've I've come back like um the toilet seat the whole toilet seat is up the whole like, seat l- like the whole thing like a, like a man went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, holy crap, somebody has been in here doing whatever, and they used the bathroom, they forgot to put the seat down, mm-hmm. and now I know. That they were and here. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, oh yeah, the super came by today to fix the thing. <laughs> so you must use the bathroom. Yeah. And then once I came back to a very strong smell of peppermint throughout. Mm-hmm. And I was Did like... Did you look so for elves? Was it Christmas I time? I was like, no, this was like... but And then I realized... Um, I have a new peppermint mouthwash that I haven't used right now. But, I mean, it's quite strong, this peppermint. But it was also a very warm day. And uh, so, and I didn't quite rinse out the sink after I spit. Okay. So it was there. Yeah. All right. That and is I was weird, like, oh, that's, though. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm one of those people, I'm very sensitive to smells. I will definitely be, like, around my apartment, like... Oh, yeah. And not, it's not, it doesn't have to be a bad smell. It could be something like, if I smelled, you know, like a grapefruit or something smell, I'd be like, it, 20 minutes sniffing, yeah. trying to find out Oh, yeah, I do, too. If I smell something different. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that essential oil I dabbed on something. Yeah. Before yeah. I left. Yeah. So that is the first bit of Greg news yeah. in, the, in the Gregment, <laughs> we like to call. I have another Gregment. Okay. This was um, sent to us from Greg. Okay. And there's a drinking game that goes along. So anytime you hear the word Greg, feel free to have a drink. Yes. You probably won't make it through this Gregment. Okay. So a rat broke into an ATM ATM and <laughs> ate nearly... <laughs> a rat broke in. Broke into one and ate nearly $20,000 worth of cash and died. <laughs> Dude, that guy's a hero. Yeah. This, Among this rats. is a rat. King of the rats. Man, he broke into a cash. A rat machine? in Assam, in Assam State, India, mm-hmm. learned the hard truth earlier this week when he squeezed its <laughs> what? way. What's the hard truth of this story, India? It squeezed its way inside an ATM machine, consumed and destroyed seventeen thousand six hundred sixty-two dollars worth of rupees, and promptly died. <laughs> promptly? How do they know that? Was he like munching the last rupee, and then he was like, Chew. yeah. The ATM in question was on the fritz for a few days when technicians were called in to inspect it. Mm-hmm. That's a technical term on the fritz. <laughs> what they found looked like the contents of a paper shredder with the rat already dead and buried within the mountains of oh, minced oh, money. No. So he someone made a is big... like digging through this pile and they're like, oh. uh, <laughs> it's, uh, The rat did a fine job of making a very expensive nest worth 12000 12 lakas, which is probably 12,000. Okay. That's what I'm guessing. All I don't right. know. I didn't. Um, he was making a nest? The ATM was out of order for a few days. The technician opened up the kiosk. We're, we're shocked to find shredded notes and a dead rat. We have started an investigation to this rare incident and will take measures to prevent a reoccurrence. How are you going to stop rats from getting in there and eating your cash? Yeah, the rat was small enough to evade the ATM security camera and burrow inside, ultimately ripping up the supply. Um, okay, so even if you had captured the cat, the cat, even if you had a video of the rat getting in, is then someone going to show up and, like, apprehend the rat? Yeah. They're just going to have a video of what happened. Yeah. When the body was retrieved, it was already stiff and withered. Corpse. <laughs> I don't, who's writing this? I don't know. It's so bizarre. On the fritz? Yeah. The body retrieved? 
He learned the hard truth? Yeah. Really, size doesn't matter. What? Huh? I know. Who, who's writing this? And <laughs> when the, it, uh, what a rat this is. A rat-bitten banknotes worth torn notes. Oh, my God. Why did he die? Because he couldn't get out? Rat? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's it kind of just, um, I mean, if you eat that stuff. It's not but good for uh, you. Okay, so was he eating it, or was he making a nest? He or was eating it and like also munching it, it, munching it and ripping it and making a nest. Ugh. I um, mean, the hard truth is, I guess don't don't eat rupees. Yeah, and there's another one. He sent this in another format as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greg sent us two of the same. Two of the same, okay. but it's a different article about the same thing. Same rat. And I'm just trying to see if there's any other... Um... I hope it's better written. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. basically the, the thing is it's almost $18,000 worth of cash. It's dead. And you the know, long short. Everybody was shocked when they found it. It's a rare incident. Is it? It's one of India's largest banks with 50,000 ATMs spread across the country. Okay. And yeah. Are they gonna have to retrofit all of their ATMs now so that a rat can't get inside? You know what is really disgusting though? Somebody posted a video of like the New York like the Kia when you get your um subway metro card and it drops down from the machine. Mm-hmm. There's rats running around in there. How? Where you stick your hand to get the um How do they get in there? It's not I even that know. big. I don't know. But there was a rat inside the little thing where you take your um, chilling. Where you take it was running back and forth. Where your receipt comes out, at yeah, the bottom, and your and, and your card and comes your card out. comes out. Where you stick your hand to get those things. Nice, and it's a rat. you know what? Maybe have a look before you do that. I guess. Yeah. So this is disgusting. Thank you, Greg. May, these rats are coming for our electronics. I guess in yeah. some way or another. Wow. I also thought I read something about a rat getting trapped in like a vending machine. Not as smart as we thought, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, Greg sent this in because Greg knows how much I love Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, God. <laughs> so, it says, Gwyneth Paltrow's latest Goop project. So, Goop is her, the brand that she uses mm-hmm. uh, under which she sells all manner of snake oil. Yeah, right, Like, right. just every, it's just all crap. It makes um, you feel as bad as possible about yeah, yourself. about yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, she clawed her way from the top. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so it says the actress modeled her brand new G-label swimwear collection on Instagram, looking absolutely age-defying at 46. No. She, she looks, looks 46. 46. Yeah. Right? <laughs> she's in good shape, but she's 46. I don't know if she's in good shape. I mean, I was looking at the picture. Um, so it's two, a black swimsuit. Uh, she's modeling a one-piece uh, with crisscross straps in the back and then a two-piece. So the two-piece to me, because so she's a very slight woman. She And she's naturally slight. Yeah, that's Let's naturally slight, I guess. Okay. Or she just doesn't eat anything. Um, but she has one of those boy figures that's yeah. very straight. So she's got a bikini here that, because she is uh, so small on top, mm-hmm. it looks basically like suspenders. With a band around okay, it. Okay, got it. And then she has a bottom. But the when I went to the, the, the website for the stuff, she, it's like, you know, support. And all, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not supportive at all. It's like two Band-Aids stuck over her chest, basically. Um, it doesn't look that great. You could never swim in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't even want to be seen in it because it doesn't look that it good. It doesn't look good. It, right. it, it barely looks good on her. And she doesn't look good in the picture, which is weird because usually when you're, like, when I'm taking photographs, I try to look my best. Yeah. Right? If it's like and a And if you're modeling something, like something, you want to look your best. Yeah. She looks tired. <laughs> she looks very, very tired. Um, and also she has that kind of look, because like we said, she's a nat- she's naturally thin, mm-hmm. but she's like the flabby thin, uh, where it looks like if you, if you threw her, you know, like something heavy, she'd be like, ah! Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know? Yeah. So the comments where Jennifer Garner were, wrote, this is a suit, this suit is not what I would like to purchase. <laughs> Jennifer Garner wrote yeah. that? <laughs> this is, um... This suit is not what I'd like to purchase. Yeah. Um, some people said, you look stunning, Oh, you're something else. G's, body, etc. So it says the swimsuits are available on Goop's website are described as supportive. They are not. No, no, no. If I put this bathing suit on, you wouldn't see it. <laughs> I would roll underneath your boot. Right? Yes. yes. I'd get arrested. Yeah. If I tried to wear this bathing suit. I would, I think that, because I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I would probably get a couple of these tops, sew them together. Yeah. 
and make sew a top. Them together. <laughs> make a top, but it's not supportive. Mm. So it shouldn't say that. Um, and then flattering. Designed to smooth and shape right where you want them to without sacrificing an ounce of sex appeal. These, it does not look well made. Again, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. So you know it's going to be a sham. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. when you get it, you're probably going to get in the water. The seam is going to come out. It'll disintegrate. It'll disintegrate. And she'll be like, she's why like, are you in the water? She's like, it's, it's bio-friendly. So when it gets wet, it dissolves. Yes. And furthermore, it's probably someone else's bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not even... It's not even yours. It's not even hers. So, yeah, it just looks really bizarre. Um, she does look 46. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks their age. Yeah. Because that's... It's it. That's what it. do you think? Like, <laughs> yes. you look 20? Well, magically? Much, because... You know what? She doesn't look a day over 44. <laughs> so, yes, it's just Gwyneth Paltrow's ridiculous bathing suit. I have... I, I think that... You know, I don't have any problem, but with anyone's like body type and all that. But if you're gonna say supportive, it better be. Supportive. It better be supportive. Yeah. And if you're rocking an A cup, support is not what you need. Mm-hmm. It also isn't flattering. I thought for her, a bandeau top would have been nicer. Yeah, yeah. You know, to kind of show off something else. Yeah. To distract. To distract from or, everything. Yeah, but this bathing suit looks terrible. But it is not supportive. I can't even imagine what it would support. Oh, besides her, I guess. Her bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. They got the four R's. The four R's. Rehearse, record, rental, repair. 209-40th Street. Hashtag Oh, now she's selling clothing. Oh, and by the way, I went to the website and looked at the rest of the clothing. It is bizarre. Really? Yeah, it's like, it's not a lot of stuff, but she gives you such... But inno- what's there is awful. <laughs> yes. She gives you such innovative fashion items as a button-down denim shirt. What? Wide leg pants. What? Oh. And then a lot of the clothing on there is that creepier... Because con- she's, you know, we're in her age cohort. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff... Is looks like little girl clothing, still with trying puffy to puffy sleeves, but it's creepy because we're adults. Yeah, yeah, still trying. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the model looked very sour. They made wow. them do their faces in such a way like they're not wearing makeup, which is fine, or they're wearing nude makeup, but they look unhappy. That's the thing with a lot of models. They're told to scowl or not look happy or look, or look bored. Bored. Yeah. Bored. Bored with this outfit. Well, I mean, I feel like legitimate for goop. The thing is, if you're trying if trying to get people's attention and sell something, people don't buy actually don't buy a thing just because it's the thing. They want to see what other people think and feel about it. Yes. We're social creatures. Yeah. So people tend to gravitate towards things when people are having a good time. Yes. I don't, I'm not going to buy a top for someone who looks like they just got fired <laughs> and lost their place. So I'm like, I wish these models would smile a little bit more. Yeah. I, I sound like somebody's old aunt. Yeah, but I mean, they're trying to sell you the item. The other thing is, when you talk about, especially for bikinis and things like that, because I have a hard time with that. Well, a lot of women do, right? Mm-hmm. have a hard time finding swimming garments. I want to see it on a lot of different body types. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not... The mo- just that model. Yeah. Like, I want to see a 2, I want to see a 12, I want to see a 16. So I have a, a real a good, idea. Yes. Because if you're going to say something supportive, yeah. throw a couple of double Ds in that. Yeah, and tell us about we'll the support. We'll see some support. Because if I'm still kicking my boobs down the street when I have that thing on, that's not support to me. I'm not going to feel supported. All right. That's funny. So what do you have for the next Gregment? All right, the next Gregment. Greg sent us this. <laughs> Last Thursday, a Scotland mom was embarrassed when she realized she had sent her five-year-old son... Sorry, I've seen the picture of this, but I don't have it on there. ...to a nativity with a sex doll. Helen Cox, 46, says she purchased the blow-up sheep <laughs> oh, on Amazon back in November without realizing what it actually was until her son Alfie was sent home from school because of it. I just can't believe it. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. How am I going to explain this to the teachers? I'm doing both, laughing and crying, but why do they send them home? Because what do they do? Just deflate it. (laughs) And pretend like it never happened. The mom of two said, I have no idea if they have seen it was a sex toy, and that's why they sent it home. I'm mortified. 
So I didn't, I, I unfortunately did not print out the picture, but the picture is of a little, cute little boy dressed like Joseph, you know, like a biblical thing next to a very obviously a blow up, blow up sheep. Was she it, probably didn't even blow it up and then didn't realize and just sent it deflated and they blow, blew it up at school. You, the, what I'm saying is like you wouldn't know it was a sex toy unless you were inspecting it from, you know, the areas where someone might have sex with it. But from the front, it just looks like a very cute blow up sheep. Okay. Le, you know, it's legitimate. It's not like it has a gigantic schlong. Right, right, right. Or, it's, it's a... Yeah, it just looks like a blow up toy and, you know... Just deflate it. Cox says she was confused when Alfie got in trouble for having it at school. When he got home, she realized the doll, which had been listed online as Labrie's kids, boys brown, shepherd costume, inflatable sheep, nativity, fancy dress outfit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they put in all this, like, keyword stuffing. Yeah. So what they do, when you're selling things online, um, they add in all those keywords. So when you're searching. Yeah, it'll come up. It'll come up. It had a large hole in its bottom along with painted on eyelashes and red lips. Like I said, it looks cute, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not into sheep, so I don't find that sexually attractive. Right. Like, I just saw, like, a little, it's just like a cute sheep. Yeah. But imagine the teacher turning this thing around. Yeah. But they didn't, man. I know. I told him, you can't have the sheep, Alfie, but he kept asking why, so I had to make up a reason. Cox laughed, explained that Alfie refused to give up his new toy. I told him it didn't look like a proper sheep because it had a mustache, oh, red lipstick, and a bow on its head, but he still wanted to play with it. I'm sorry, it had lipstick and mustache? Yeah. Okay. She added that he, <laughs> she has plans to take the sex doll from him soon and claims... Plans. And, and claim it was Elf on the Shelf that took it away. Since learning the incident, Amazon has removed the item from its website, saying the seller did not meet the retailer's guidelines. No kidding. Yeah. Because, so they probably, they snuck it on there. As a blow-up manger. Yeah, and like kind of a wink-wink thing. Yeah. Because they didn't want it. And the the keywords here don't um, indicate. No, that it's a sex toy at all. I just don't understand what's with the mustache and lipstick. On the sheep. I guess you can just, like, focus on one or the other and then be like... <laughs> but you need to focus on any of them. I don't know. Presumably. I don't know. If you're okay. into BCL, if you're into I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, Jaquetta. <laughs> I don't know either. That thing is hilarious. I thought I was like... When I first read the title, a kid accidentally brings blow-up sex doll to school, I thought maybe, oh, they put a, a man and they dressed it in a robe. <laughs> <laughs> With and his mouth was, open. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was that was because it. it was in the nativity scene, and it was okay. going to be like just a scene that was sitting there. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you put like a biblical beard and mustache over it, nobody would be yeah. any of the wiser. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. holy night. Yeah, you that know? kind of thing. <laughs> you know, always singing "Oh, holy night." This. Uh... Um. So uh, here's another thing we re- alluded to this in a previous show, um, but dune footprints were found in southeast Hellas. Planitia. What? So, Southeast Hellish Planitia. I'll just read this. Um, curious chevron shapes have been found in Southeast Hellish Planitia. They are the result of dunes, lava, and wind. Um, so, it's not 100% clear here, but I think this is a, yeah, it's a planet elsewhere. Okay, so this is a planet, and they that think we've they been found footprints, obscuring. but they said it's chevron print. Yeah, it's a chevron print. So long ago, there are some crescent-shaped dunes that moved across the area. At some point, there was an eruption, and then lava flowed around the dunes, but not over them. It solidified. Uh, and long story short, it's made the shape that looks exactly like uh, the logo from Star Trek. Okay. Like, exactly like it. All right. But it's actually just, like, kind of a natural occurrence of a thing okay um, that's kind of that's fine yeah um so it's just really interesting uh they're called dune casts and it records the presence of dunes that were surrounded by lava so just a little that's star neat. trek yeah and it actually looks like it does it looks like it so it looks so for any trekkies out there yeah and looking at this they probably like yeah it's for real and this is from star the trek um it's for real lunar and planetary laboratory and they have a lot of interesting things on the site. But yeah, they have this image and it looks like the logo from Star Trek. And I believe that caught Greg's eye because he's a Star Trek fan. He's a fan. huge Star Trek fan. And actually, we recorded the whole episode where he talked about Star, Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. Um, and we were actually able to keep up somehow. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I just, I was floundering. But we got through it. We got through it. Yeah. So this is from Greg. 
is supermodel Aaron Heatherton, Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's ex files for bankruptcy. Okay. Hang on. Did she not get any money from him? I, this is the thing. I pay so little attention to these celebrities. I didn't know he was married. I'm not yeah. that he's divorced. Okay, it's just, no idea. Okay, so here it is. This is what she's claiming here. The former Victoria's Secrets angel and noted ex of Oscar winner Leonardo DiCaprio filed for bankruptcy claiming to be more than 500000 in debt and made less than 3000 this year. What? As a model? Yeah. What was she doing? Court documents obtained. I'm sorry, but I've made more than that as a model. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. you know what I mean? yeah. List listed five hundred sixty thousand in debts and just six thousand four hundred in assets, claiming she earned just twenty eight hundred this year. How She's could she 30... only have six thousand dollars in assets? This is um, let's go even further. Into okay. This. Uh, reportedly <laughs> in 2017, <laughs> she earned two hundred and twenty-six thousand dollars modeling. Modeling. Okay. Okay. Um, she owed like eleven on one credit, eleven thousand on one credit card, okay. nine on another, one hundred ninety-four thousand on a third, for a total of two hundred and fifteen thousand. Okay. At what point did that credit card company say like we got to cut her off? Like $190,000 on yeah, a credit card? Yeah, and then another one for a 201 line of credit. She owes $100,000. Um, it's all credit card debt? And then she has back debt? taxes of 41000 oh, come on, lady. Okay, so she said, she is saying that Victoria's Secret told her she had to lose weight. Okay. And All right, yeah, and? And that her most <laughs> valuable asset, she has listed as a $945 diamond letter disc necklace and claimed to have sold off a slew of personal items before filing bankruptcy. Wow. Um, I'm a little confused. So, it, it, did she say they told her to lose weight and that's why, like, does that have any bearing on the bankruptcy? I'm imagining, I'm imagining, if she, in 2017, made, you know, um, you know, like a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, right. Basically. And then something happened with Victoria's Secret, they're telling her to lose weight, maybe she lost a lot of um, you know, modeling gigs the because following she gained year. Ah, because she, she gained thin. weight and she wasn't working and she only made 3000 mm-hmm. in modeling. And but what did she do with the 200000 from the year before? Like, she blew through that? I guess so. I guess she's just... And then she's living her lifestyle like she normally does. Like, look at what she owes. Yeah. That's probably... She's running around town charging so because she's got no money. Right. right. And that's what she would spend because that's what she was making. So she would spend that much. If she's making... Yeah. Two, you know... Uh, two hundred and fifty thousand, and this is what she has in debt. She's just because she lost her income, and maybe she was just servicing that debt. Yeah, at the Mm -hmm. minimum, because she still got to live. Yeah, right. So she's probably doing like I don't even how she's probably just doing everything on credit cards. But like I've had I've run up credit card debt before, uh, and I've had student loan debt, so I know what those kind. And Mm -hmm. I've had a mortgage, I know what those payments look like. But none of my debt has ever been. A hundred thousand dollars or more. What is what is the monthly payment on something like that? Like well, your fifteen percent interest. To, if you're used to making a quarter million, yeah, and then you're spending a quarter million, and then next year you make three thousand, and then the next year suddenly that your quarter million is gone. Is gone. Did she think she was going to make a quarter million every? Yeah, year? I guess so. She's old, was thirty. It's not Linda Evangelista. This is in the eighties. She's living a lifestyle with Leo. She's thirty. But, but she's in a crowd of people, yeah, and yeah. so she's continuing That's to live that lifestyle. That's old for a model, though. Let's be, you know. They told her to lose weight and be younger. Yeah, the model <laughs> claims to have a monthly income of $1,089 and claims she gets two twenty one each month from family and friends. At what? <laughs> yeah. Who's giving her two twenty one? I know. I mean, you know what? I'd like to think that she her parents are probably, like, just regular people. Like, maybe her... Dad is a teacher, and her mom is like, you know, works for the postal system, and they're like, you know what, this is what we can do for yeah. you. Yeah, we can give you two hundred and twenty bucks. We told you about this shit before. We told you to finish school. Yeah, <laughs> money isn't the only trouble. Heather Heather Heatherton reportedly has. Her name is Heather Heatherton. What is her name? Erin Heatherton. Oh, what a shame. Um, I know. <laughs> it's a missed opportunity. In 2016, her neighbor sued her over loud parties in her West Village, New York. Sued? Yeah. Do you know how hard that is in New York to sue someone over a noise complaint? It must have been pretty must bad. must have been just continually. 
She's that a young model. Crazy. She's a young model. No, she's not. She's 30. Well, she's she was an old a, model. In 2016, she was younger. She was 28? 28, 27. I think that's old for a model. No? Our model's Victoria's like 14. Secret? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It has to be illegal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, wow. I'm just, I can't imagine having that kind of... Yeah, but she's just continuing to live her life. No, I... I, And and when all of a sudden your income drops, you're just like, I'm going to be cool and just keep going. Go get a job. You're obviously somewhat attractive. And so what happened with the split with... I don't know if they were married or they were just dating. He probably saw that credit card that was like, uh, Heather, Heather, Heatherton, you got to get to stepping. (laughs) I have a lot of money. I'm not not trying to split it with you. Yeah. Because I know what you do with it. Yeah. That's insane. I would be so nervous. It's making me nervous thinking about having that much credit yeah. card debt. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? I guess I'd get out there and, and do some foot modeling or something. Yeah. I mean, if sure your feet aren't fat and old. Yeah. Do something. That's terrifying. <laughs> your feet are not fat. You know what I mean? I just feel like you, she your really... your feet, foot in a shoe. Get up. <laughs> but she can't go out there and get some kind of... Modeling work. It's kind of like me. So I've been a teacher for years. And like when I wasn't working full time, I'd go get little side gigs doing ESL here or there. I know. You know I know. I mean? But she just lost her main thing that she was totally relying on. Good luck. I know. Well, she'll figure it out. I hope so. I, I'm rooting for you, Erin Hetherington. All right. So here's something that uh, <laughs> Hetherington. Here's something that uh, Greg said. And this is just wild. And he says, oh, actually, I printed this part. It says, legal hikey. Or a, hey, you didn't know it, news of the oblivious. Okay. Right, so you be the judge, I guess. All right, so this could be news of the oblivious living among us. Yeah. Okay. Or legal, hey, you know it. We don't hey, know. you know it. So, so he tells, it's a very complicated thing, but basically he distills it down. It's some courthouse news. First, they pose as a fake biomedical firm to infiltrate an abortion trade group meeting. Then they record the meeting. Then they edit the footage to make it look like the pro-choicers are breaking the law. Then they get arrested mm-hmm. and charged with 15 felony counts of invasion of privacy. Then they threaten to publish the videos that they doctored and made as a part of their defense. Judges say no. They violate the order. And then they're shocked that they got a $200,000 fine. Okay. So this is um, this was in San Francisco. So the Ninth Court let stand a $200,000 contempt of court fine against his uh, um, anti-abortion. I don't even want to call them activists. Yeah. But whatever. Um, so this guy's called David DeLayden, um for releasing videos that he doctored of this uh, pro-choice group meeting. So basically, it's just like what he said. They pretended to be a biomedical firm. To sneak in to this um, pro-choice or abortion trade group thing. Really? Yeah. So they put together this whole ruse to get into the meeting. And they are trying to prove that, and I hear about this all the time, that they wanted to prove that people are doing something shady with a tissue. Okay. But what happens with the tissue is it goes to medical labs, like any tissue, yeah. from any operation of any kind, and is used. But there's no, like, brisk, shady trade about it. Yeah. And so when they went to the meeting in order to find out that they were doing wrong, and they realized that they weren't, they had to manufacture it. Oh, by making my God. So, you know, so yeah. they went to the meetings, and they were like, Nothing's these guys happening. aren't doing anything shady at all. And actually, they're competent, like, medical professionals and, you know, healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. Not to be deterred, David DeLayden and his fake biomedical company. So they make this fake video. And then they, the judge, they, they say, well, we got to show this video as evidence. Like, we want to release this. And the judge is like, you're not going to release this because it's going to put these people at risk. It's also fake. Yeah. So they released it anyway. God. And then, yeah. So, so then they were shocked mm-hmm. when they got caught. And when they were shocked when they got caught. Um, so it's just so bizarre. Like, I... Uh, if you're trying to catch someone doing something wrong, they should probably be doing something wrong. Yeah. And if you don't find anything, either keep looking or move on. Yeah, and did they have any kind of, like, uh, did they have any, like, uh, what was it, like red flags with this? With no, these they had nothing. They just decided, they just, I'm going to go in there. And- it's like conspiracy theory stuff. It's like, I know they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one's ever been able to find out because mm-hmm. they're shady. So I'm going to sneak in there and see that they're doing it. 
And so there was no nothing yeah, there was to go nothing. on. There's nothing, nothing to go on. on. No indication. So it's kind of like you when you watch like you know mysteries or cop dramas, and there's no evidence, mm-hmm. and then someone manufactures some evidence mm-hmm. to prove that there was wrongdoing. Right. So that's what these guys did. They made a fake video. They were told not to release it, and they released it anyway. The judge was like, "You can't release this because it's making these people look like they're doing something criminal." Mm-hmm. And you know how people, you know, and they feared for their safety, mm-hmm. right? Professional and personal safety. Um, but they they put it out there anyway, and then they got fined. So bizarre. They there's they weren't doing anything wrong. Wow. <laughs> but it didn't why matter to these people. All, why go through all I of that? I have no idea. I always feel like people who do things like this, there's like something personal about this. Mm-hmm. Like something happened to them. Mm-hmm. Someone knocked them off their pony, and they're like stuck on this thing forever. Yeah. So yeah, there it is. Um, Fake biomedical company. Wow. Like, fake evidence, everything. Bizarre. That's so... That just seems like a big waste of time. And then they said that the judge was not... Was being... Um, that the judge couldn't be impartial because he had served on a Planned Parenthood board and also his wife was pro-choice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So weird. <laughs> she made when? some pro-choice comments on Facebook. So, and that makes him... Yeah. Unable to, and it seems like from reading the article, it's quite detailed. The judge is really just looking at the merits of the the case. Yeah, that they posed as someone that they weren't. They snuck in, and then they doctored. You know, they made a fake video. That's illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Regardless of how you feel, it's still illegal to it's do still all that. Legal. Yeah. It would be like I don't like how they, you know how things work and, like, where chickens are. So I'm yeah. going to sneak in. I don't see anything going wrong. I'm going to make a weird chicken video. Yeah. Put that ex- out there. And expose nothing. And expose nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So some legal hiking or uh, news of the oblivious living among us. And that guy is oblivious living among us. All right. What do you have? So you play bass keys. Drums, guitar. Sing lead or rap. Horns, too. Looking for a place to go. Saturday night, 8 p.m. to 12. Funkadelic Studios, y'all. Fully equipped rehearsal studio. It's got everything you need to jam. What you waiting on? 209 West 40th Street. Come one, come all, and you can bring your bandmate, lover, or friend. Yeah, come prepared to jam. Okay. Well, I've got advice. All right. Well, actually, no, this isn't advice. No. no. It's, it's a list. It's a list. Okay. Oh, it's awesome. five tips. This is for you then. It's only five tips. It's five tips. Hardly a list, Greg. You know Katie likes to do I 10. know, I do. That's one of my things. I show up with a list every yeah. so often of And it's things. like an odd number. It's like 17 things. Yeah. <laughs> like, 17 reasons why you should. Yeah. Brush All right, teeth. so what's this okay. one? This one is sex advice. Five tips for getting your sex life back on okay. track. So bringing sexy back. Yeah. You know, all right. Uh, she, this woman, Carrie W., she has her full name on here, but it's like... Oh, wait, she, let me preface this, because I didn't print this out. But in the original email, Greg did say, I sent this in to say, what do you ladies think of this? Okay, like, what, what do you, you think of this think advice? Of, okay. But it starts out, the, the author writes, chances you're probably reading this in the bathroom while listening to some BBC Dadesk parade of calamity on Either side of the door. Really? Okay, UK. All right. So you're in the bathroom, holding yourself in the bathroom, just trying to shut out the chaos outside. Yeah, and And someone's listening to the BBC. Yeah. (laughs) So you don't need us to tell you fatherhood is chaotic. Okay. There's always someone... Really? Yeah, so there's always something to worry about, diffuse, or wipe clean, and as a result, things get overlooked. Friends, Mm -hmm. flossing, Netflix cues... Since simple luxuries like maintaining oral hygiene and crushing black mirror are ignored, others are too. Like, you know, sex. Okay, okay. a couple of things. Wow. Can he just get into, the, like, this is the worst preamble ever. Yeah. If this guy... Did you're the overlooking fl- flossing or you're not. No. And you're not crushing black mirror either. No. You watch You watch it. it. Unless it's a euphemism that we are not aware of. All right. <laughs> you know, crushing black mirror. And if you're calling... Uh, Watching Black Mirror, crushing Black Mirror, or it's flossing, luxuries. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So you're really, you're coming from a space that's really not quite stable. Okay. Yeah, that's our first comment on this. 
The beautiful chaos of parenthood tends to put sex on the back burner, and the deeper you fall into a no-time-for-sex situation, the harder mm-hmm. it is to climb back out, says Dr. Chris Donahue, author of Sex Outside the Lines. You don't have to have kids to have no time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could merely live in New York City. Yeah. How do you prevent yourself from falling into these murky, sexless waters? Okay. To help. <laughs> I like that. That's Don't funny. fall over. Into the murky, sexless waters. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. I, yeah. I like that, too. Murky, sexless waters. To help maintain or reignite sexual intimacy, Donnie mm-hmm. suggested these five tips. Okay. Number one. Poultry five tips. Yeah. Flirt. Okay. In, with who? In the barren... With your sex- partner, right? In the barren sexual wasteland that some call parenthood. Next to the murky, the sexless, murky, sexless, sexless, sexless waters. Yeah. It can be easy to see your partner as well, just a partner. Sure, you split duties and support one another, but it can easily turn into a working relationship. Mm-hmm. The way to defeat the funk is simple. <laughs> defeat the funk? Well, there's some good phrases in here. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Just not in that first part. Yeah. So, flirt. I tell couples to sexualize each other every single day. <laughs> it okay. doesn't mean necessarily having sex, but rather... I thought that was the goal of this. Uh, okay, but yeah. we're in the flirt stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means general... You gotta crawl before you can walk. Yeah. <laughs> general affection. Romantic notes. Hand-holding. Squeezing some tush. Whatever. Wow. Squeezing. Grab ass. Yes. As we like to call it in the hey-you-know-it world. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that creates a rom- romantic moment. And nothing says romance like a handful of ass. Yeah. <laughs> nothing says romance. Like grabbing. Like, like grab cheek, ass. Yeah. A cheek grab. <laughs> the goal is not sex, but eroticism and romance, which sometimes means sex. Okay. <laughs> this is a great article. Okay. okay. It's not bad. Not bad. So number one, grab right. ass. Yeah. Okay. Number two, get it on the calendar. Oh, Okay. I'm like, they're having problems getting it on. How I know, dare you? I know, I Leave know. that for number five. Seriously, plan sex out. Mark the date on your iPhone calendar with a peach and eggplant emoji. Two, Tuesdays at eight, fruit. And an eggplant. And an eggplant. Well. What is the eggplant? Is that supposed to be a penis? Yeah. Why? Was there no, ba- is there no banana? In yeah. your emoji. Is I there know. no cucumber? I, I guess it's like, they're, this is geared to dads. That's so they're like, very oh, ambitious. They're big, uh, eggplant. <laughs> that's, that's a very ambitious. They're not going to tell guys, like, oh, get your banana working. Yeah. Is there a gherkin emoji? <laughs> a pencil emoji? Scheduling sex sounds decidedly unsexy, but it's definitely necessary to alleviate the stress of parenthood. And I'm... also reminds you that, yes, you are two people that find one another attractive. I'm just imagining some guy, he's like super busy, he has calories like, Fuck. Eggplant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's on all the other things I have to do. It's yeah. like Wednesday. Yeah. Gherkin. It also gives you time to entertain what Donahue considers the three most important elements of intimacy. Touch, eye contact, uh-huh. and quality time. Okay. We require these three things to feel close and connected. Okay. The more, the better, and luckily all three can happen at once. Yep. You can grab an ass, look her right in the eye for like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Number three is do your chores. Okay. Not that you need any incentive to help out with labor, emotional or otherwise. Gentlemen, cleaning up the entire house will probably get you laid. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no problem. Yeah, if you went ahead and said, yeah, I, I, I created the grocery list. Yeah, I got the groceries. groceries. Put everything away, clean the entire house. Yeah. Picked up the dry cleaning and started dinner. You might not even have time to finish that sentence before yeah. you got laid. <laughs> <laughs> but according to the 2015 study published in the Journal of Family Psychology, I don't know why I read it like that. It sounds good, though. Men who help out with housework have more sex, just like we say. Gentlemen. It should not be surprising. Nope. Feeling undervalued or overworked will never create an atmosphere that will lead to frequent sex in a relationship. Also, the idea that for a lot of people, they're like, oh, we'll do a date night. You don't have time for that. Like, I, I've been, I've heard people say that they've gone on a date night with their partner and that they are so exhausted. Like, they go out, they have something to eat, then they have wine, they dessert and wine, and they and just so, go home and they're tired yeah, and they full. Yeah, they fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, so they just fall asleep. So this is, I mean, you don't even have to leave your house for this one. Right. Get yourself a pair of gloves. Yeah, both partners helping, prioritizing, and caring for each other will always lead to more and better sex. Yeah. It will. All right. These are, this is not bad advice. It just the preamble was bad. Yeah. So get excited. 
Uh-huh. Get as, a little up. As those funky puppets, puppets of Avenue Q reminded us, the internet is for porn. When was that? Is Avenue Q even still running? Uh, it's I never off. saw no, it. No, I never saw it either, and it's not even going anywhere. That's the nasty puppet one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a good thing because it provides a near endless array of options to discover new inspiration for intimacy. This puppet show? Porn. Oh, the, the porn. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> What's going on? I often recommend that couples watch porn together for multiple reasons. It okay. allows them to learn about a partner's sexual interests, to get mm-hmm. creative ideas. Bring a notebook. To amp up the arousal, to keep things new and novel. Right, I don't exactly. Think, I don't think any couple has made it through a porn. I would hope not. No. It provides a safe way to symbolically have others brought into your sex life. Um, I thought that was just to get the party started. I know. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. And you don't have to stick to the hard stuff, either. Erotic fiction tends to be a big hit amongst women. Browse so, together. Bra- where? Browse together. The internet is a big place. For erotic fiction? No, I don't. I don't. On know the that. internet? I don't think you're... Well... A I guess. I, I don't know. I feel like most people I know who read romance or erotica, they have a book, a physical book. Yeah. I don't know where they get those books from, to be quite honest with you. I don't know. Um, then there's show off your text appeal. Sometimes responsibilities keep you away from home for longer than you like. PTA meetings, idiot co-workers keep you late at work. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of sight doesn't mean out of mind. I'm a huge fan of using technology for sex and relationships. Sexting with pics, videos, or messages is okay. a resource for maintaining romanticism and closeness. I don't know. So this is an interesting one because the because we've talked about the sexting and stuff in the past, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's gotten kind of a bad rap. Yeah, because people are using it. Uh, either they're having an affair mm-hmm. and they get busted. Yeah, with like whose dick is this? Yeah, yeah. Or it's on. Sometimes it's unwanted. Yeah. But I guess in the sense of a, a relationship, and you've been with someone for a long time, it doesn't need to be as overt. Yeah. It can be things that you know that your partner's interested in, that you're interested in. It doesn't have to be your Johnson. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be a side boob. It can be, you know, Yeah, they whatever. say that, like, if we're speaking text, that means the, the text for the bed, the eggplant, the peach, the smiley face, and whatever gets the message across. Yeah. You know, whatever. You don't have to go into a big tirade or send a picture. And you know the person. Yeah. So it's like if you have your own thing going on, you know, maybe for someone, I don't know, the Easter Island emoji doesn't mean anything but for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? What are some of the other weird ones that are like a woman dancing? Flamenco. Yeah. Who knows? Right. But maybe that's your code. Right. Exactly. You know? No, I think that's not a bad article. It's not bad. It's It's not not bad. bad. And it seems realistic. Yeah. Right. And so, but also, if it's geared to men, yeah, the cleaning thing and doing stuff. I would say focus in on that cleaning. I'm telling you, you will. You like, I don't know what happened. I was, I was scrubbing something. Next thing I know, Bing! I woke up on the floor satisfied. Yes. Like that's sexy. And look up men. Look up the the term emotional labor and get to understand what that is and how when that is, uh, you know, jumped on your partner. Mm How it does not bode well for you. Yeah, find a way to lighten your partner's emotional load. Yes. If you will. (laughs) (laughs) So this is something else that Greg sent in. This is interesting. I think this is like um, unpopular science. Okay. And Gregnology. All right. I don't know. Uh, It says, according to science, (laughs) which I love, according to science. Yo, according to science. Yeah, science said... Uh, smartphones are causing humans to grow horns. Oh, no. It's a, smartphones have become such an integral part of our culture that it's nearly impossible to go anywhere without them. I look forward to a time in my life where I don't need a phone. Yeah. I mean, because we remember when we didn't have them in our pockets, and yeah. now it's like you can't get away from them. And the people who I, I enjoy spending time with and communicating with, it's not through the phone mm-hmm. most of the time. Um just as, as a result, people have become so sucked into their mobile devices that our bodies have begun to change. Mm-hmm. Researchers from the University of Sunshine Coast in Australia, okay. I want to go to USC. Yeah, right? Um, examined hundreds of x-rays of human skulls Oop. and found that 40% of people, so hundreds, this is a big study, right? 40% of people aged 18 to 30 
are who are on their phones more than 4.5 hours a day. Huh? I know. Have begun to grow bone spurs at the base of their skull from looking down. Okay. Um, these bone spurs are typically found in the elderly. So when you're older, you have a lifetime of, you know, poor posture. Right. You get the bone spurs. But this is happening in people who are 18 oh. to 30. Um what, I'm like touching my neck. I know. Me too. Now. Well, mm-hmm. younger people. I'm just trying to sit up straighter. When, but when more younger people develop, they call it text neck. Oh. Uh, which is caused by poor posture, caused by excessive phone use. It can lead to sharp pains, headaches, and the bone spurs could potentially grow out of the skin. Nice. How creepy is that? And it's one of those weird things. Have you ever had? Um, this I have some friends who their parents are hunchback a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, like, how does that happen? And I see it happening mm-hmm. to people now. I see people who are our contemporaries mm-hmm. who have bad posture, especially with people that you work with. I see how that happens yeah. slowly over time. Yeah. This is the same kind of thing. Like, they're not, you're not going to notice it until it's at the surface of the skin, and oh, the next thing you know. okay. You know? Because it's happening, but four and a half hours a day on their phones? What are you doing? Just you're, that's how they live their lives, you know. Four and a half hours—that's a lot of talking and texting their friends and looking at what's Instagram and what's happening for four and a half Shopping. hours. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, I try not to use my phone that much. My the, what I thought about when I read this article is because I read a lot, and I thought, am I sitting in the right position? When I'm doing my reading. Yeah, Or yeah, am yeah. I kind of, you know... That's the thing, yeah. What's... Doing that. And I'm talking about reading, like, paper. Yeah. Old school. Made from trees. Uh, like they used to. Right. Like, and I... Th- and But I don't know... I don't think I read four and a half hours. I'd love to be able to. Yeah. But, yeah. So, watch out. The, the smartphones are causing horns. But you can also hook things on those horns. So, every cloud... You can <laughs> yes. ha- hang your jacket on the back. Every cloud has a silver yes. lining. Yes. You don't have to worry about things slipping off. Right. If you have sloping shoulders, because those hooks will be there to keep them That's on. That's right. And capes will capes come back. Capes will, will stay on. Yeah. You know? Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Thanks.